Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Levin, our number is 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. This is our final radio program of the year. This awful 2020, been absolutely awful in so many respects. But there's always next year. Also this Sunday, Life, Liberty, and Levin will be the last live Life, Liberty, and Levin of the year. So I'd encourage you to watch it. We focus... on communist China. And uh, I think you'll find it to be a truly great program. Not because of me, because of the guests. So, 8 p.m. Eastern this Sunday. I hope you'll DVR it if you can't watch it live and national. You know, as I watch this attack on America from Russia, deeply into, deep into our, uh, our, uh, most secret systems and some of our most secret agencies and departments. And I listen to the media and I listen to members of Congress. It's really extraordinary. Romney's attacking Trump. Susan Collins is asking what went on. And I'm thinking to myself, does Congress take responsibility for nothing? For nothing? They've distracted the nation on this Russia collusion issue instead of holding hearings on Russia. They're holding hearings on Trump. You've got people out there saying Russia's not the enemy who are blinded by their own perverse ideology. Of course Russia's an enemy. It's not as grave as China, but it's an enemy. With nukes, with territorial designs, It's not like you have to pick one or the other. You have to prioritize when you have a limited defense budget, which brings me to that third point. Prior to the Trump administration, the Obama administration with Biden and Congress slashed the hell out of our military. They slashed the hell out of our military. Now, these members of Congress are never held to account 
never held to account. So the big issue is why hasn't the president spoken out? It's quite likely the president is working on this. The president hasn't spoken out about much in the last 48 hours. His national security advisor cut a, a trip short, flew back to the United States, where his office is right down the hall from the president of the United States. There have been meetings with the various agencies and department heads. But the president's not taking this seriously. This is, this is what they say. Of course he's taking it seriously. He's the one that created a new military service to deal with space and particularly what the communist Chinese are doing with killer satellites. He's the one who upfunded the United States military. He's the one who sanctioned the, uh, the oligarchs and others in Russia. What the hell has Congress done in the last 10 years? What has it done, literally? What's it done about Russia? That, what the hell has it done about China? What's it done about Iran? Nothing. Nothing. Trump's taken all of them on. He's crushing Iran, and Biden says, if I come in, I'm going to subsidize them and build up that Islamo-Nazi regime. He says he's going to change our relations with China because he's an appeaser. He's been bought off. His whole family's been bought off. In fact, that whole damn party's been bought off. And then when it comes to Russia, can anybody think of anything the Obama-Biden administration did to confront Russia? Anything? No, they can't. And so, I've got a couple of questions here. We pay trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars for a massive bureaucracy. Massive bureaucracy. All kinds of computers, all kinds of software, technologies, you name it. You name it. Now this government wants to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and control more and more and more of our lives. It's everywhere. It's ubiquitous. You can't turn around without bumping into the federal government. But it's never held to account. There's never any merit standards that are applied. People don't get fired. People don't get suspended. It's almost like the teachers' union. You've got a civil service. You've got, you got unions. You've got all kinds of stuff going on there. Most of all, you have the Democrat Party. Because the bureaucracy is owned, hook, line, and sinker, by the Democrat Party. They're symbiotic. One protects the other. And so there's no accountability. I saw this when President Reagan was in office, and I was there eight years in various parts of the administration. Yeah, Trump was there four years, so he's responsible for everything. Biden's been there 50 years, and he's responsible for nothing. Nothing. And nobody's going to ask Obama a difficult question. Nobody. He's too busy making hand over fist millions and millions and millions of dollars. While he's trashing our country. Amazing. Never seen anything like it. Like LeBron James and others. Isn't this a further example that the government must be limited? I'm looking at these people that, that Biden wants to appoint. He wants to take the former EPA administrator and make her an environment czar. The same idiot 
under whom that Flint, Michigan disaster took place. They're not held to account for anything. They're responsible for nothing. She's a radical, hardcore leftist. Then he's got John Kerry, who's some kind of czar or special envoy on climate change. Then he's going to have an EPA administrator. These people are serious about crushing our economy, about crushing the materials and the things that we use in our everyday lives. HVAC systems, paint, lumber, you name it. It's all going to come under attack. All of it. They're busy pushing us around, whether it's at the state, local, or federal level, trying to control us, unleashing the criminals and the mob on us, demanding more taxes from us, redistributing wealth to accommodate and take care of their base. And for what? What is any of this getting us but chaos? Nothing. The Democrat Party is destroying this country. Destroying it. Now when we come back, I want to tell you about Mark Zuckerberg at Facebook. As I said, this will be my last show of the year, so I'm just giving you a final alert that we will not be posting on Facebook anymore. Come December 31, midnight and one second, no more posting on Facebook. Why? Even the other day they attacked us. Facebook is anti-American. Facebook is for censorship. Facebook is an appendage of the Democrat Party and the left. And this guy, Mark Zuckerberg, the amount of in-kind contributions he washed through these phony nonprofit groups and so forth would result in anybody else serving long time in prison. Comes off as this earnest, studious young man with a goofy haircut, kind of a nerd, but he's none of those things. He's diabolical. He's evil. And so is his platform. Now, you might say, Mark, you believe in free competition. I do. But that's not what we see here. What we see here is in 1994, these fledgling little platforms, in order to grow, they needed protection. They went to Congress and they got it. Just like the slime balls in the media. So they could advance their propaganda and wrap themselves in freedom of the press. Well, these guys wrap themselves as publishers. With free platforms and open platforms, but we can't grow, we can't develop, we can't accommodate our customers unless we're protected. So they got protection in 1994. So you can't sue them if you're defamed. You can't sue them. Does that sound like free market to you? Does that sound like fair competition to you? I'm not protected that way, are you? No, you're not, and most of us aren't. So the libel laws do not apply to these robber barons. And that's how they get away with what they get away with. President of the United States tried to attach language to the defense bill to put an end to this, and he was stopped by Republicans in Congress. 
And he says, I'm still going to veto that bill because what's right is right. And you see, that's the difference between a Trump and a McConnell or Trump and most of the Republicans in Congress. They don't want to be seen as voting against a defense bill. On the other hand, they don't want to add language to the defense bill that would defend you and me against these predators. There's nothing that says that the hard left and their robber barons should be specially protected, unlike the rest of us. And I want to tell you about this, Mark Zuckerberg, VR friends at Breitbart, the great Michael Patrick Leahy, who wrote an excellent piece there, when we return. Mark Lovin. As we enter the Christmas season, most of us stop to consider our many blessings. Well, Hillsdale College wishes to thank you for standing with them as they celebrate over 175 years of blessings. Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive in Primus for free every month or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. Now, you know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. This independence allows the college to focus on promoting its core purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, without any government interference. At no time in our nation's history has there been a greater need for the kind of classical liberal arts education that Hillsdale offers on its campus and nationwide. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the country. To learn more about Hillsdale College, visit Levin for Hillsdale. Hillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Levin for Hillsdale.com. This is why the president gets frustrated. The Moderna vaccine is ready to go. It can help millions of people in this country in addition to the Pfizer vaccine. And uh, they didn't approve it today. It's not, I mean, it's approved, but they're, they're not ready to give the final. And now we move into Saturday. That's the bureaucracy. That's the typical bureaucracy. And that's the bureaucracy that Trump had to fight for nine months. For nine months. On Operation Warp Speed. I mean, that's why I said he deserves a ticket tape parade. He certainly does. We're going to start this. And we're going to spend the rest of this hour on this, Zuckerberg, because this is affecting your lives. By Michael Patrick Leahy, who is an outstanding reporter and writer at Breitbart. A report released by the Amstead Project of the Thomas More Society at a press conference on Wednesday alleged Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg and his wife made $419.5 million, almost half a billion, in contributions to nonprofit organizations during the 2020 election cycle, $350 million to the so called Safe Elections Project of the Center for Technology and Civic Life. $350 million to that one group, and another $69.5 million to the Center for Election Innovation and Research that, quote, improperly influenced the 2020 presidential election on behalf of one particular candidate and party. They go on. The 2020 presidential election witnessed an unprecedented and coordinated public-private partnership, writes the group, to improperly influence the 2020 presidential election 
on behalf of one particular candidate and party, funded by hundreds of millions of dollars from Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg and other high-tech interests, activist organizations, <coughs> excuse me, created a uh, two-tier election system that treated voters differently depending on whether they lived in Democrat or Republican strongholds, Amstead Project Director Phil Klein wrote in the report's executive summary. The report identifies three key actions that taken together represent the beginning of the formation of a two-tier election system favoring one demographic while disadvantaging another demographic. Bullet. Private monies dictated city and county election management contrary to both federal and state election law plans endorsed and developed by state legislatures with authority granted by the United States Constitution. Bullet. Executive officials in swing states facilitated through unique and novel contracts. The sharing of private and sensitive information about citizens within those states with private interests, some of whom actively promote leftist candidates and agendas. Bullet, swing state governors also started issuing emergency executive orders, shutting down in-person voting while pouring new state resources into encouraging persons to vote in advance. Polling data revealed this coordinated assault on in-person voting generally favored Democrat Party voters who preferred to vote in advance, while placing Republicans who preferred to vote in person at a disadvantage. These actions represent the beginning of the formation of a two-tier election system favoring one demographic while disadvantaging another demographic. This evidence is present and available to all Americans, Klein said at the press conference, the mainstream media have also tried to censor this evidence, he noted, adding America understands that there are serious problems with this election. Now, this network pumped hundreds of millions of dollars into local election systems using the COVID crisis as a pretense. Our report proves that in reality, it was nothing more than a naked attempt to purchase the election. Zuckerbucks, Zuckerbucks and local election officials invited a billionaire into the consolidated ballot counting centers while kicking out the American people, Klein said in his statement. Now, I want to get into the details of this after the bottom of the hour as the uh, segment is coming to a close. But millions and millions of millions surreptitiously spent, basically awarded through various organizations in order to promote certain votes in certain precincts versus others. I'm going to get into more details on this when we return. As we enter the Christmas season, most of us stop to consider our many blessings. Well, Hillsdale College wishes to thank you for standing with them as they celebrate over 175 years of blessings. Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive in Primus for free every month or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free 
free online courses or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. Now, you know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. This independence allows the college to focus on promoting its core purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, without any government interference. At no time in our nation's history has there been a greater need for the kind of classical liberal arts education that Hillsdale offers on its campus and nationwide. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the country. To learn more about Hillsdale College, visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Levinforhillsdale.com. Nobody says it better than Mark Levin. I'll go with what Mark Levin said, because nobody could say it better. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Let's continue with the Breitbart piece, Michael Patrick Leahy, Amstead Project of the Thomas More Society. Among other things, what do they find? This report paints a clear picture of a couple of billionaires and activists using their wealth to subvert, control, and fundamentally alter the electoral system itself, Klein said. We must act now to prevent such privatized elections in the future. The American public deserves transparent and fair elections, not lawless elections directed by powerful private interests. In addition to Zuckerberg, the main foundations funding the effort to subvert the electoral system with the Democracy Fund, New Venture Fund, Skoll Foundation, Knight Foundation, according to the report. Key nonprofits involved in distributing the money include CTCL, the Center for Election Innovation Research, the Center for Civic Design, the National Vote at Home Institute, the Center for Secure and Modern Elections, and Rock the Vote. The report demonstrates that funding from nonprofits was especially unnecessary in Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin is the federal government already provided sufficient funding through both the Help America Vote Act and the CARES Act. The report alleged that the privatization of the administration of the election in key battleground states and its effective removal from the control of properly authorized local and state governments was strengthened by a clawback provision attached to grants given to counties and cities by the main group that got most of the money. Under that clawback provision, local governments would be required to return to the, that group that got the $300 million, return their donations if they failed to implement the more controversial and legally dubious elements of the plan, including, here's what Zuckerberg pushed, the use of drop boxes to collect absentee ballots and the requirement that counting centers be consolidated in a way that made observation of the counting process by Republican observers more difficult, yes, Zuckerberg's money was behind that. The report focused heavily on how the CTCL used their $350 million donated by Zuckerberg and his wife between September 1 in 2020 and October 21, 2020, particularly targeted in urban areas in four key battleground states, Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. In Wisconsin, the report alleged that the CTCL plan, again, the group that got the $350 million from the Zuckerbergs, worked to benefit Biden and the Democrats. For example, CTCL inked a $100,000 grant to the mayor of Racine, Washington, in May of 2020, directing the mayor to recruit four other cities, Green Bay, Kenosha, Madison, and Milwaukee, to develop a joint grant request from the organization. This effort results in these cities submitting a, quote, 
Wisconsin Safe Election Plan, unquote, on June 15, 2020, to the CTCL. Again, that is the, the, the mothership, the funding, uh, the $350 million that Zuckerberg and his wife put into. And in return, received $6.3 million to implement the plan. The private, so in other words, you have this billionaire from Facebook using these front groups, laundering hundreds of millions of dollars into them, getting cities and towns in targeted areas, in battleground states, to make changes that conform with the demands of the organization that is funded by Zuckerberg. Is that clear, Mr. Producer, the way I'm putting it? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The privatization of elections is what they call it, undermines the Help America Vote Act, that's a federal act, which requires state election plans to be submitted to federal officials and approved and requires respect for equal protection for making all resources available equally to all voters. The provision of the Zuckerberg CTCL funds allowed these Democrat strongholds to spend roughly $47 per voter compared to $4 to $7 per voter in traditionally Republican areas of the state. Moreover, this recruiting of targeted jurisdictions for specific government action and funding runs contrary to legislative election plans and invites government to play favorites in the election process. So you have these drop-off boxes in certain areas and not in certain areas, more in certain areas, less in other areas, that sort of thing. Funded, funded by Zuckerberg. The Wisconsin Safe Election Plan was not authorized by the state and considered state election integrity laws as obstacles and nuisances to be ignored or circumvented. Moreover, CTCL, that's the Zuckerberg entity, retained the right in the grant document to, in its sole discretion, order all funds returned if the grantee cities did not conduct the election consistent with CTCL dictates. Effectively, CTCL managed the election in these five cities. And this plan violated state law in numerous ways, and I won't go through it. The plan circumvented voter identification requirements for absentee ballots by attempting to classify all voters as indefinitely confined due to the COVID plan and later, after the Wisconsin Supreme Court criticism, by ordering election clerks to not question such claims. This is where the Zuckerberg money went. The plan initiated the use of drop boxes for ballot collection, significantly breaching the chain of custody of the ballot and failing to maintain proper logs and reviews to ensure all properly cast ballots were counted and all improperly cast ballots were not counted. Now you know why none of this was reported by a single major newsroom in America. Not one. Not one. And now you know why if I put this very article up on my Facebook account, they will slap it down, won't they, Mr. Producer? And how does Zuckerberg do that? He's created these so-called third-party reviewers. All of them are left-wing. You saw the article the other day, and we talked about it at length here, with a woman in charge of appointing these third-party types. A professor is a Trump hater and a communist Chinese lover. This is how Zuckerberg operates. He likes autocracy. He likes it. Totalitarianism, he likes it. Because he gets to exercise power, unlimited power. Now these are but a couple of examples. 
He initiated the consolidation of counting centers, justifying the flow of hundreds of thousands of ballots to one location and the marginalization of Republican poll watchers such that bipartisan participation in the management, handling, and counting of the ballot was compromised. These are just some of the examples. This is what Zuckerberg funded. That's why I'm taking time and going through this Breitbart piece. In Pennsylvania, the report asserted, the disparate impact of Zuckerberg funding is also present in the analysis of CTCL, remember that group, funding in Pennsylvania. That's the Zuckerberg front group. Documents obtained through court order reveal communication between the city of Philadelphia and CTCL, emphasizing that CTCL paid election judges in Philadelphia and other election officials. CTCL mandated Philadelphia to increase its polling locations and to use drop boxes and eventually mobile pickup units. Moreover, Zuckerberg monies allowed Philadelphia to cure so-called absentee ballots in a manner not provided for in Republican areas of the state. In Democrat Delaware County, Pennsylvania, one drop box was placed every four square miles and for every 4,000 voters. In the 59 counties carried by Trump in 2016, there was one drop box for every 1,100 square miles and every 72,000 voters. I hope the uh, geniuses on the Supreme Court are paying attention. Government encouraging a targeted demographic to turn out the vote is the opposite side of the same coin as government targeting a demographic to suppress the vote. This two-tiered election system allowed voters in Democrat strongholds to stroll down the street to vote, while voters in Republican strongholds had to go on the equivalent of a Where's Waldo hunt. In Michigan, the Amstack Project's concerns were amplified by the nature of a contract offered by Michigan's health director to a subsidy of NGP Van, a Democrat fundraiser and data services company. Michigan granted the COVID tracing contract to Michigan Van as a subsidiary of NGP Van. The contract allowed this left-wing organization to demand sensitive information from Michigan citizens at the threat of arrest. Citizens could be ordered to turn over medical records, travel information, the names of associates and friends, and other information with a significant privacy interest and of significant monetary value to a political fundraiser. Emails later obtained through FOIA requests demonstrate Governor Whitmer's political director was involved in suggesting to the health department that they not directly contract with NGP Van because of possible political fallout. Governor Whitmer's staffer recommended NGP Van create a Michigan subsidiary, and the subsidiary could become a subcontractor so as to cover their trail. And when this became public, Whitmer claimed she was unaware of the agreement and was faced with public pressure. Only then did she rescind the contract. Our country is so corrupted now by the Democrat Party and by these Democrat billionaires. It's absolutely shocking. Last month, the Amstead Project filed a lawsuit alleging that more than 100,000 ballots have been cast illegally in Georgia. They filed a lawsuit contesting the results of the 2020 presidential election, citing expert opinion that well over 100,000 illegal votes were improperly counted, while tens of thousands of legal votes were not counted. 
Now, their expert analysis of government data showing that the total number of illegal votes counted and legal votes not counted is greater than 200,000 vastly exceeded the 12,670 vote margin in the so-called presidential election contest. The number of potentially fraudulent ballots that they identified in Georgia over 15 times greater than the margin separating Donald Trump and Joe Biden. And the finding undercuts the integrity of the general election. The report was released Wednesday, identified five specific action steps to address election security issues, and I will get into that after the break. I'll be right back. As we enter the Christmas season, most of us stop to consider our many blessings. Well, Hillsdale College wishes to thank you for standing with them as they celebrate over 175 years of blessings. Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive in Primus for free every month or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. Now, you know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. This independence allows the college to focus on promoting its core purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, without any government interference. At no time in our nation's history has there been a greater need for the kind of classical liberal arts education that Hillsdale offers on its campus and nationwide. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the country. To learn more about Hillsdale College, visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Remember this guy, Chris Krebs? Remember him? He was on every liberal so-called news network. He was praised to the hilt. He was at the hearings the other day, and the Democrats praised him. And once again, he said this was the cleanest election in American history, no cyber interference. Do you know this guy was in charge of, the, uh, of, uh, of this cyberspace operation? Under whose rather substantial nose as I could tell, best as I could tell, this attack occurred. Right? At least in part. At least in part, Trump fired him. He was praised by Mitt Romney. He's been praised by Republicans. He's been praised by Democrats. He's been honored by the press. Did he do his job? Now, they embraced this guy because Trump didn't like him. They embraced this guy because he went to war with Trump. That's all that matters to the media in this country. So you'll never hear from him again. You'll never hear from him again because he's an embarrassment. Never again. So what can you do? The report says the secretaries and attorneys general and or legislatures of the states whose county governments receive CTCL funds, Zuckerberg funds, should commission a comprehensive third-party audit of the consistency of private-public transactions. State secretaries, attorneys general, and or legislatures who have membership in the Nonprofit Electronic Registration Information Center should audit the information access, collection, storage, and security for potential voter information sharing practices, or what took place, actually, with Eric, 
secretaries, attorneys general, and our legislatures who receive Center of, Elec of Election Innovation CER grants for election-related purposes should request and evaluate the contracts. State-by-state -state examination of the legal authority by which this mothership that Zuckerberg poured hundreds of millions of dollars into, so-called nonprofit chartered in Illinois, they negotiated grant contracts with county and municipal governments in multiple jurisdictions among many states. What legal authority did anybody have for this? County commissioners should coordinate with the respective attorneys general legislatures to understand and mitigate potential future liabilities. I got another one. Break up this damn Facebook. Ladies and gentlemen, stop using Facebook. By the end of the year, get the hell off of Facebook. Zuckerberg's destroying the country along with some of these other robber barons. Get off of Facebook. They're using your data. They're using your private and confidential information. He's selling it. He's making money. They're running advertisements based on how many comments are posted. Get the hell out of there. Go to Parlor. Go to Parlor. I'm at Parlor. Hashtag Mark Levin Show. Right, Mr. Producer? At Mark Levin Show. At Mark Levin Show. Get the hell off of Facebook. I know some of you are just wedded to it. You need to understand he's the enemy. He's the damn enemy. That creep. That punk. Thanks to the federal government, all these entities grew. Great. But they're not free speech entities. And when you see the media and Democrats and these ultra-left-wing, radical, neo-Marxist groups attacking Parler, trying to paint it as some kind of white supremacist group, you know you're in the right place. They have nothing to do with white supremacy. Since when is freedom of the speech white supremacy? We have to listen to these fascist Democrats and fascist reporters who don't believe in competition and free speech and a free press? No, I don't think so. More when I return. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo is scheduled to be on the program at the bottom of the hour. Really a terrific man. He really is. Joe Biden on the Late Show last night. This Stephen Colbert is a disgrace. He's such a fraud. He did probably the worst interview in modern history. Other than that idiot Anderson on the uh, Constipated News Network when he interviewed uh, the porn actress. I guess that was the highlight of his career, Stormy Daniels. Remember that, Mr. Bidus? I didn't watch it, but you remember that? What a reporter. Here's Joe Biden on the late show last night. And don't, not, don't just listen to him. Listen to the idiot, Colbert. I know his name, but I'll call him Colbert. 
Colbert is a, uh, you should know, uh, during the day he's a practicing, practicing proctologist. Are you aware of that, Mr. Producer? He says he has a license. I don't believe it. Cut one, go. The case in point, I know you want to be as bipartisan and reach across the aisle, but as much as you don't want it to happen, you know that the people who want to make hay in Washington are going to try to use your adult son as a cudgel against you. How do you feel about that, and what do you have to say to those people? Now stop right there. You believe this guy? Let me tell you what's happened. You know, the country's divided. The media are not divided. The media are playing to one part of the country. The media come from that part of the country, and by that I mean ideologically. That's exactly what's going on. They've written off half the country. They just don't care. So these massive corporations and these corporatists who run them are perfectly happy with shows like this because they want to maximize viewership or listenership, as the case may be, readership as the case may be, but in this case, viewership with that one half of the country. And they agree with that one half of the country. And then they wrap themselves in freedom of the press. But here's Joe Biden. Go. Well, look, uh, I have, we have great confidence in our son. Uh, I am not concerned about any accusations been made against him. It's used to get to me. I think it's kind of foul play. Oh, no, that's, that's precious. What's happened to the Trump family? And as they say, uh, the proof is in the pudding. None of them have been charged. None of them should be charged with all these fraudulent allegations on me- in media and elsewhere. But his son is under criminal investigation for multiple potential crimes, unlike any of the Trump kids. So what he's saying is the grand jury and the U.S. Attorney's Office are conducting these investigations to get to him. What I've said is Hunter Biden does lead to him. Hunter Biden does lead to Joe Biden. And so they're going to defend Joe Biden, as, excuse me, Hunter Biden as best they can in order to defend Joe Biden. So there's, there's a kernel of truth in what he says, but not the way he says it, not what he means. Go ahead. It is what it is, and uh, he's a grown man. He is the smartest man I know. I mean, so Hunter Biden is the smartest man he knows. That means he knows an awful lot of stupid people. I'm not kidding. Go ahead. Pure intellectual capacity. Um, and, uh, and as long as he's good, we're good. As long as he's good, we're good. I have no idea what that means, and neither does he. Cut two, go. Can you reach across to the aisle to people who will be using this as an attack on you when it is such a personal attack because it's about family? You know, this is so unconscionable, so grotesque to listen to this guy. The questions are worse than the answers. The questions are worse than the answers. He never spoke about Trump this way. These people have no shame anymore. They don't even try to conceal who they are and what they are. They don't even try. It's absolutely incredible. Go ahead. 
If it benefits the country, yes. I really mean it. Because we know who we are. We know You're a better man than I. You're a better man than I. Well, every man's a better man than you, clown. No question about that. But look how he keeps pushing Biden. Pushing and pushing. These guys love division. They love what's going on in the streets. They embrace Black Lives Matter. They embrace Antifa. The violence is okay. As long as you don't bother them, that's cool. Stephen Colbert, LeBron James, they're all cowards. They're all cowards. They're nowhere close to the action, but they support the action. Kind of cool, really. You've got to destroy the other side, Mr. Biden. Don't you understand? The questions about your son, they're all fraudulent. How can you work with the Republicans when your son's being criminally investigated by a federal grand jury? How can you work with the Republicans? I mean, do you understand Hunter Biden's already reached a threshold that none of the Trumps have ever reached or come close to? He's the target of a criminal grand jury. Well, so was Trump. No, you had a special counsel. The whole thing was concocted. This comes through the usual processes. The usual processes, not a political appointment. Go ahead. Get me wrong. That means I'm not angry. It doesn't mean I wasn't angry, and it doesn't mean if I were back in the days in high school, I wouldn't say, come here, you know, and go around. Okay, anybody who went to school with fighting Joe Biden in high school, please call me and tell me what a tough guy he was in high school. He was a punk in high school. Certain of it. Of course. Go ahead. You have to take the high road. That was Joe Biden. You have to take the high road. And, I, and I'm saying that as Dr. Mark Levin, because I have a Juris Doctorate. Go ahead. There's so much at stake, and the American people, I think they can smell the phoniness. Smell what's... Smell the phoniness! Your son's under criminal investigation by a grand jury. Not a House committee, not a Senate committee. He's been under investigation two years. We only heard about it a week or two ago. What do you mean, smell the phoniness? You jerk. Just like that jerk that's asking you questions. Go ahead. It's not true. And I, I just, uh, but what it does do, a couple of people who have, there's just been a disappointment. I feel uh, badly for them. I'm not being facetious. I have no idea what he means there. Do you, Mr. Producer? One more round with Fighting Joe. Is not Colbert a, an embarrassment to himself and his family? Completely deballs himself, may I say, with all due respect. I'm waiting for him to kiss the camera. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for him to do something. Go ahead. Do you think it might be a little bit of a compliment that people are trying to think of something to criticize you about? And they're like, <laughs> oh, what do we got? What, what, what kind of show is this? The guy's not funny. And the guy's a moron. Go ahead. Okay, I'll take it that now, way. Now, what about you, as the husband who loves this person? Did you ever, you know, want to, like, get out of length of pool chain and go full corn pop on these people? How about that? How about that? What, what a genius this Colbert is. Mr. Producer, would you, and I'm serious, after the first of the year when we're back, would you please contact his office and ask him if he'd like to come on the program and do a few rounds? 
like corn pop. Corn pop. Do a few rounds. Go ahead. The answer is it's no. Close. The answer is no. <laughs> no, no, but but there's some of these anyway. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. just the tone of it. I've been suppressing my Irishness for a long time. Yeah, okay, it's- genius. You know, when I was on the Amtrak and I walked by, he could have taken a punch at me, Mister Producer. He didn't do that. You notice? No, he didn't do that. He's feeble. I saw that he's feeble. He's very frail. You can see it yourselves. I saw that he was very frail. Everybody knows what I know. All this tough guy told you. My high school day. What high school? What did you do in high school, tough guy? But all that aside, it's really this guy, Colbert. Man, I used to love the late night comics. Johnny Carson, the best of the best. But there were others, too. Really good late-night comics. Not like this. Even Jay Leno was nothing like this. Then you see Letterman, complete freak. And now this putz. I'll be right back. Lovin. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, one-day-only sale. Wouldn't you rather just work with a company who puts you on a pedestal every day? That's what you get with Pure Talk, a veteran-run wireless company that understands what it means to serve. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Now, if you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save you over $400 a year. Unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data for just 20 bucks a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you for it. What a novelty, a company that actually puts their customers first. You can keep your phone and your number or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. When you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N, Levin Podcast, Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Now, I know some of you out there, by the way, pronounce Carmel, Carmel, right, Mr. Producer? How do you pronounce it? Carmel. Yeah, lots of us on the East Coast and these ethnic cities, it's Carmel. By the way, how do you pronounce D-R-A-W-E-R? How do you pronounce that, Rich? I can't hear you. Drawer, right? Well, where I'm from, I know it's funny. In Philly, it's draw. My wife brings this up all the time. She's from New Jersey. It's drawer. I said, okay. Well, we both know what it is, but I say draw. It's just the way it is. You know, it's the way you, uh, it's, it's the, the community in which you are raised. I want you to hear this guy, James Clapper, and this is why should uh, Biden slither into the office of the presidency, we're in deep trouble. James Clapper, this guy, and you liberals will understand this, is like a bad bleeding hemorrhoid. May I say that on the air, Mr. Producer? James Clapper with the Atlantic Council on Climate Change. Hat tip, just the news, cut five, go. Threat I would mention or challenge I would mention is, is which I think is uh, actually transcends all others, is climate change. And uh, I guess I would nominate that for um, first on this list of um, uh, top risks 
And in my view, um, not to be melodramatic about it, but uh, as the UN recently uh, stated that uh, if we don't do something, we, the globe, do something about this pretty quick, the, uh, the, the planet's going to become an uninhabitable hell. How do, how do we find these truly stupid among the stupid and put them in these high positions? This guy was the director of national intelligence. He should be the director of stupidity, not national intelligence. The director of national stupidity. An uninhabitable hell. Now let me tell you what an uninhabitable hell is. Clapper. Communist China ruling the world. Communist China launching nukes. That would be an uninhabitable hell. Climate change, you buffoon. Cut six, go. The opportunity here, of course, is to rejoin the uh, Paris They They hold out these holy grails like the Paris Climate Accord. You should ask most of those people, your fellow citizens, in other words, liberals in your community, the dumb ones, say, what is in the Paris Climate Accord? They have no idea. They have no idea what's in the Paris Climate Accord. It sounds good. They know they're supposed to support it. And like good little liberals, good little Democrats, they march. They march in order. One behind the other. You're not for the Paris Climate Accord? What are you? You you reprobate? I I don't understand. You must be Hitler. I, I don't know. This is unbelievable. Excuse me? Do you know what's in it? Hey, don't you believe in... In climate change? Oh, another guy doesn't believe in climate change. You know, you're anti-science. You're a denier. This is what you get from the stupidest people in your community. The stupidest people in politics. Like Clapper. Go ahead. And I would also offer that in terms of an opportunity that uh, this may be an area where, um, uh, with all the other disagreements we have in China, where we could work with China... Work with China. China. Building a military in hopes of defeating ours. Building an economy in hoping to choke ours. Eviscerating our allies. Stealing our technology. Destroying our jobs. Importing, killing drugs. But this is an area where we can work with them, you see, on climate change. Well, anybody who knows anything about the Paris Climate Accord knows that they're free to do whatever the hell they want. It ties our hands, and you, the American taxpayers, have to pay hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars into this fund. Into a fund that'll be crapped away by the international community. But it's the Paris Climate Accord. We can work with the communist Chinese on this. Sure. And we could have worked with Tojo's Japan and fascistic Italy and, and the Third Reich on climate change. That would have brought us to... We have our disagreements, ladies and gentlemen. We have our disagreements, but climate change can bring us all together. Because we all know communist China keeps its commitments. It also keeps its concentration camps which make many people in this country very, very rich. When we return, scheduled to be with us, the Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo. I'll be right back. 
In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, Merry Christmas to you, sir. Merry Christmas to you as well, Mark. It's great to be with you. It's always a pleasure. You know, first, let me let me ask you this question. Um, you've been Secretary of State how long? Uh, two and a half years and change after being CIA Director. So CIA Director, Secretary of State, these are two incredibly prominent positions, foreign policy positions. You've worked with President Trump for some time now. Enormous accomplishments by the president in you supporting the president's agenda. And um, one of them is confronting China. You've been confronting China. You've been talking out about China. You've been explaining that China is a grave threat to the country. Do you think people now understand that, Mr. Secretary? Mark, I think they do more than they did four years ago by leaps and bounds. And uh, I think the public has become deeply aware of all the risks that the Chinese Communist Party presents. It's a direct result of the good work that the president's done along with the, the team that he assembled. Uh, they can see it, right? Some of them have lost their jobs to Chinese companies that stole their software, their intellectual property. Some of them see it in their schools. They see these Chinese students that are acting in ways that, that are deeply inconsistent with uh, just somebody who's coming to study. So I do think there's a, an ever wider knowledge of that. And of course, we're all still suffering from this virus that I think the world can now see the Chinese Communist Party covered up and foisted upon the world and from Wuhan and uh, now we're all suffering many many lives lost and a huge economic impact on the world as well but you don't get much help getting this message out in American media do you <laughs> no in, in many cases you see American media is uh, is beholden to the Chinese Communist Party big media empires have operations right it's a 1.4 billion people in china and they want to they want to serve that market so they want to sell their movies or their uh their streaming products there and so they often bend a knee kowtow to them it's it's unfortunate so that means their news organizations oftentimes too are reluctant to cover these transgressions from china and in worse mark sometimes they actually mouth chinese propaganda that's the that's the worst of it all and they did this when the virus hit when the president you and others talked about the Wuhan China virus, they said, no, 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 that's racist. And then they blame the president for every single death that results from this virus. Don't you find this appalling, really? I do. That is the same narrative that General Secretary Xi Jinping drives and his foreign ministry drives in the People's China Daily and the 
uh, Global Times of China. That is the same Chinese propaganda that somehow suggests, hey, remember, you'll remember when they tried to say that it was an American soldier who had who had brought mm-hmm. this on the world. This is this is disinformation. And when when our media picks that up, when our media refuses to report on the fact that, you know, even to this day, Mark, the Chinese Communist Party hasn't allowed an investigation into where this began inside of Wuhan. Uh, that's so telling. I, I saw a CNN piece the other day where they said, oh, my goodness, it looks like the Chinese may have lied as if this was breaking news. Um, it, it was stunning to see a, a major media outlet behave in that way. And unfortunately, it, it deceives the American people and doesn't give them information that's important for them to protect their liberty and their freedom. And we have a regime, this communist regime in China, that is running concentration camps, all kinds of information coming out about Murder, about torture, about sterilization, abortions, rapes, the, the most horrific things you can think of, slave labor. And um, also the report came out the other day that more journalists have been jailed in China for the second year in a row than any other country in the face of the earth. I didn't even see that reported in the main media. <laughs> yeah, Mark, this story about what's happening in western China, uh, you described them as concentration camps. I think that's a very, very fair description. Uh, the media has underreported this. Uh, nope, nobody said a word about it until President Trump and our team began to unpack what was really taking place there. We, we'd known it, uh, the world had known it, but no leaders were prepared to go talk about what was actually happening there. So we need to, we need, that story is important because we, we know history. We know when authoritarian regimes behave this way and take on people who are different from them. Uh, we know the kinds of things that can happen. Uh, I remember reading your book, Liberty and Tyranny. We, we, we know this history so well, Mark, that we, we have an obligation to make sure we identify, call it out, and do everything we can to make sure that, at the very least, American companies aren't participating in furthering this kind of activity. You know, we could spend all evening on, Rus- on uh, China. Let me move to Russia. You know, it's, it's bizarre to me first the democrat party that always had an affinity towards brezhnev and the soviet union as i seem to recall and it was reagan who came in and called him the evil empire and they attacked him and it's reagan that broke the back of the soviet union every step of the way fought by the media and the democrat party just as you and the president are now they uh they had this russia collusion thing and yet there there are also people on the republican side who say russia's not an enemy russia's not like we have to choose between enemies we have multiple enemies. I mean, is not Russia aiming really big nuclear missiles at the United States? Mark, it is the case that I get asked all the time, who, who's our enemy? And the answer is we have lots of folks that want to undermine our way of life, our republic, our, our, our basic democratic principles. Russia is certainly on that list. Your, your point about their nuclear weapons is, is very real. And the efforts that they're making, you, you see the... Uh, the news of the day with respect to their efforts in the cyberspace. We, we've seen this for an awfully long time using uh, asymmetric capabilities to try and put themselves in a place where they can impose costs on the United States. So yes, uh, look, Vladimir Putin remains a, a real risk to uh, those of us who love freedom, and we have to make sure that we prepare for each of them. Today, uh, I, I rank China as the challenge that truly presents an existential threat, mm-hmm. but I, I don't minimize the risk that having uh, hundreds and hundreds of nuclear warheads capable of reaching the United States imposes an enormous risk on us as well. And you know, from my pedestrian point of view, that's all it is. I agree with you 100%, but they need to be on that list. Now, this attack, I guess our government's still sorting it out and so forth, as the reports are coming out, this is a massive attack on our uh, 
on our computer systems and our software systems, correct? That's right. I I can't say much more as we're still unpacking precisely what it is, and I'm sure some of it will remain classified. But suffice it to say, there was a a significant effort to use a a piece of third-party software to uh, essentially embed uh, code inside of U.S. government systems and now appears systems of private companies and companies and governments across the world as well. This was a, a very significant effort. Uh, and I, I think it's the case that now we can say pretty clearly that it was the Russians that engaged in this activity. Yeah, and yet I'm hearing these news reports, and, and frankly, listening to Mitt Romney saying the president needs to speak out, the president needs to speak out, I assume sometimes behind the scenes there's an awful lot of work being done that can't be spoken about yet if the, if the perpetrators are going to be tracked down and the details are going to be determined. Am I right? It's absolutely true. I, I saw this in my time uh, running the world's premier espionage service at the CIA. There are many things that you'd, you'd very much love to say, well, I'm going to call that out, but a wiser course of action to protect the American people is to calmly go about your business and defend freedom. Let me move to the Middle East. This administration has had more successes in the Middle East than any administration before. You've got multiple peace deals breaking out in the Middle East. You've got uh, Israel and these Arab countries united against a very, very dangerous Iranian regime. The Iranian regime insists on pushing ahead with uh, nuclear weapon uh, uh, development. Uh, it really is in a dangerous condition. That is the regime of, uh, of toppling, given what uh, the President of the United States has done with the Iran deal and the sanctions and so forth. Are you concerned that uh, some of the people Biden's talking about should he make his way into the Oval Office and the way Clapper talks about uh, these things and the way others talk about these things. Are you concerned that all the advances that have been made by these countries in the Middle East, all the risks that they've taken, everything that you've done, the president has done, could potentially be unraveled? You know, Mark, I always want to give... Uh, others a, a fair shot, but we, we know who these people are, that he's proposed to be part of his administration should they come to pass, and uh, we know what they did for eight years. <laughs> they they appeased Iran, they allowed Iran to conduct terror around the world, they wrote them big checks and transferred pallets of cash to them, uh, they they abandoned our true ally, Israel, they, they did nothing to really advance peace and stability in the Middle East. They assumed that Boy, until we solve the Palestinian problem, it's not possible to advance the peace elements inside the Middle East. President Trump broke that down. We flipped it on its ear. And we said, no, we, we can't advance security and prosperity in the Middle East. We want to solve the conflict between Israel and the Palestinians, but we're not going to let that stand in the way of increasing the capacity for the Middle East to be more stable, because that, that in fact, is part of America first. That protects the American people as well. And so uh, I, I am hopeful that the Whoever is running the United States government in 2021 understands that the Middle East is a very different place today than it was in 2015, and that appeasement of the Iranian regime will only lead to risk for the American people. And you know what's amazing, as I sit and watch this, Mr. Secretary, there has been peace in the Middle East now for years as a result of the Trump policies and and your efforts in diplomacy as Secretary of State for years. You don't, you don't see all the, I'm sure it's there, but you don't see all the tumult 
that was taking place during the Obama-Biden years, do you? Mark, I, I think people sometimes underestimate how, how successful President Trump's policies have been there. Uh, we, we've done all of this by just two, recognizing two basic facts. One, the central destabilizing force in the region is, in fact, the regime in Iran. And second, uh, the, the, the fundamental right of Israel to exist for uh, Jerusalem to be the homeland and capital of the Jewish state, the Golanites belongs to Israel. Just acknowledging those central facts in the region gave force and power and capacity for the Gulf states to recognize that it was in their best interest to uh, sign up and be partners alongside of Israel. And then the last thing was, I think, too, President Trump demonstrated that it is possible to exercise American power without sending large numbers of forces to the region. When we saw a threat, we killed Qasem Soleimani. When the caliphate was beginning to present a risk to the United States, we partnered with folks on the ground there and took down the entire caliphate in Syria and western Iraq. We, we did it with relatively small American footprint. We didn't put many of our boys and girls at risk. And we have now delivered in a way that I think the Gulf states can now see. America will be their partner, will be their friend, and will be there to help them be safer so that we can secure America as well. Let me just say this. I've been around a long time. I'm actually older than you. You know that? I've been around a long time. <laughs> Not by much, Mark. Well, let me tell you this, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. There have been two truly great secretaries of state in my lifetime, George Schultz and you. Two truly great secretaries of state. I want to thank you, and uh, God bless you, and have a wonderful uh, holiday, sir. Mark, thank you for those kind words. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you, Mark. Yeah, God bless you. Thank you, sir. Merry Christmas to you. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, one day only sale. Wouldn't you rather just work with a company who puts you on a pedestal every day? That's what you get with Pure Talk, a veteran-run wireless company that understands what it means to serve. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Now, if you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save you over $400 a year. Unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data for just 20 bucks a month. And if you go over on data usage... They don't charge you for it. What a novelty, a company that actually puts their customers first. You can keep your phone and your number or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST. When you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N, LEVINPODCAST, USA. Simply Smarter Wireless. We're very fortunate to have Mike Pompeo, Secretary of State. Absolutely outstanding. And uh, the reason we have Mike Pompeo, Secretary of State, is because we have Donald Trump as president. And I don't care what anybody says. He's going to go down in history as one of the great presidents. The never-Trumpers cares what they say. And last evening, we had one of the great diplomats, one of the great ambassadors, Ron Dermer, who uh, the United States was able to work with, who is a tremendous representative of Benjamin Netanyahu. And imagine 
in our lifetimes, you have these two great men, Benjamin Netanyahu and Donald Trump. And what happens when you have two great men leading two great countries? You have progress, you have prosperity, and you have peace. Peace. There's been peace in the Middle East. Peace in the Middle East. Think about that. So here we have the A-team. Pompeo, Dermer, President of the United States. And you know, Jared Kushner deserves a lot of credit too. A lot of credit. And uh, after the first of the year, we'll try and get him on the program. From many of the things that he's done. It's really been uh, quite a remarkable effort, and a very successful one, may I add. Well, Mr. Producer, it's up to you. I don't have my call screen. To whom shall I speak, and where are they from, sir? Sal in New York, the great XM satellite. Sal, you're on. Go, brother. Hey, thank you, Mark. As always, I got one of my children in the car, and my other son, he's going to be going to uh, visit Hillsdale with me. Hopefully we get him in there. Oh, wow. What a um, school. That would be great. We learned, so much, we learned so much from you, and I'm so grateful you are on the president's side, because in four years, if he decides to run again, if you listen to him with, uh, with uh, if you listen to Roger Stone recently speaking, he says he would take it in a landslide in four years, the primaries, and I'm hoping... Well, if he decides to, to run in four years, I will support him. No Absolutely. question about and that. We are going to miss Mike Pompeo. Yes. Greatest Secretary of State in my lifetime. I'm grateful yep. for him and the loyalty from him and Mike Pence. And while I wanted to call and I told you call screen. And by the way, Mike Pence deserves a hell of a lot of credit to you. You're exactly right. He's been a tremendous and may continue to be, we shall see, a tremendous vice president. He really has. He has been, uh, he's been solid, and I'm so grateful for him as well. And I wanted to talk about, you mentioned earlier in the show, the Democrats are killing this country, and you are 100% right. And when you listen to your show over the time I've been on hold, it's, it's overwhelming to listen to all that you say and what you talk about. And I wanted to talk about how there are Republicans that are just as bad on the Democrat side that are just killing us as well. You're right. And so I kind of lost... Like, I, what, what is Romney's agenda? What is his agenda? His agenda is he'll never be president. He thinks he's going to be president one day, but he will... Him and well, well, you know, it's funny. My wife said one thing Romney will never be called is president. You're right. He'll never be president of And if country. he chooses to run for the Senate again, my goal is to make sure he's never called senator again. <laughs> well, let's hope. But uh, anyway, I want to say Merry Christmas to you. Thank you for all that you do, and we are grateful. Before you go, Sal, so you, you live where the, the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame is, right? I do. you ever get over there? Uh, yeah, I pass the Hall of Fame building every day. Do you go over there and, like, and take a knee in honor of the uh, modern players? I never do. I'm I think sorry. that place, all those magnificent men who are honored in that place, I think they'd be disgusted by what's going on in modern-day sports. I really do. Sal, you're a great caller. My best to your, your kids sitting next to you in the car. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. I shall return. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.
Sinking from, from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our last hour of the year, our number, 877-381-3811. Took one man to destroy the city of New York. Took one man to destroy the state of New York. Both left-wing Democrats. And the problem is, the patriotic New Yorkers, the rational New Yorkers, they're outnumbered. People have homes there, it's not so easy to leave. Some still have jobs there, it's not so easy to leave. Family there, but people who can leave are leaving. Now if you're a Democrat, I insist that you stay. If you're a leftist, I insist that you stay, that you stay in the hell that you created, that you pay the taxes that you demand other people ta- pay, that you roam the streets that you demand other people roam. Stay in your hellhole. If that's what you voted for, do not come into my state. Do not go into a red state. Do not destroy this country like the locusts that you are. I see it in my own county, Loudoun County, Virginia. 20 years ago, rock-solid Republican. Then the locusts move in. What do they do? Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. It used to be 60% Republican around here. Now it's 60% Democrat. Happened in an 8- to 10-year period. These people destroy their own communities. Then they leave them, those who can, and they go into other communities, and they destroy them too. It's a sickness. Absolute sickness. They don't care about the consequences of what they're doing. It's really quite appalling. I want you to listen to Bill DeCamio. I know the people in New York City are sick to their stomach. That is, the patriotic, pro-American people in New York City, not the reprobates. They're sick and tired of this guy. They hate this guy. They can't stand this guy, but they're outnumbered. That's why we believe in a republic, not a democracy, by the way. So here's DeCamio at his press conference today. Cut nine, go. And that certainly takes us to education, where if you're talking about uh, the problems of disparity, if you're talking about structural racism, certainly policing is not the only area to talk about. There are many areas to talk about, and education must be front and center. There has been so much that needed to be addressed in education in New York City. And from the beginning, what I tried to focus on was a very simple concept, equity and excellence, that we needed to profoundly change the distribution of resources. Uh, I like to say very bluntly, our mission is to redistribute wealth. A lot of people bristle at that phrase. That is, in fact, the phrase we need to use. We have been doing this work. All right, there you go. Go ahead to more equitably redistribute resources throughout our school system. Redistribute wealth. 
That's our mission. People cringe at it, but that's our mission. Not create wealth. Not create opportunity. Not help people with a hand and pull them up and help them and explain to them how they can become successful and reliable and accountable. No, no, no. The mission is redistribution of wealth. Now, how's that worked out in New York? How's it worked out? Hasn't worked out. Had not, too, not too great. New York is collapsing. In fact, it's collapsed already. It's collapsed. hundred years ago, my God. You see those old movies in New York, the black and whites? It's unbelievable. Everybody wanted to go to New York. Everyone to be a New Yorker. Streets were teeming with people. Wasn't that long ago, 10, 12 years ago. Everybody in America still wanted to go to New York. Everybody talked about how safe it was after Giuliani especially, but you have to give Bloomberg credit. Safe. You could walk around Times Square. You could walk wherever you want. You got these Ouija guys coming up. They're going to be dragged off the street. Now, you've got Antifa, Black Lives Matter, criminals that don't belong to any particular organization, gangs roaming the streets freely. Is that what he means by redistributing wealth and equity? Destroying one community after another? Now we're all equal in hell? Because that's what this left wing creates. Hell for everybody. They don't create wealth, opportunity, growth, enterprise, all the things that make society work. This guy is a true Marxist. That's why I call him Decamio. His ties to the Nicaraguan regime, the past, are open and notorious. He's destroyed the greatest police force on the face of the earth. I say that as a Philadelphian. He's destroyed the greatest police force on the face of the earth, the NYPD. Destroyed them. Just destroyed them. He's destroyed the economic viability of the financial center of the world, New York. He's destroyed it. He's going through one community after another. New York is so fabulous. It's one ethnic community after another. You go into Chinatown. You go into uh, the Italian neighborhoods, the Irish neighborhoods, the German neighborhoods, the Jewish neighborhoods. It's a fabulous place. Fabulous. They're at war with everybody. At war with everybody. Closing down restaurants, salons, and not just restaurants and salons, ladies and gentlemen. All these retail shops. And let me tell you something. It's not easy to make a buck in New York City anymore. With all the regulations, with all the taxes constantly being harassed. You open the mail, there's another demand. The men and women who own retail shops, between the taxes and the other authorities... And the endless harassment and regulations, not to mention the incredibly expensive leases. I don't know how they do it, selling bagels and hot dogs. I I don't know how they do it. Because they're New Yorkers. And they're a special breed. 
And they've had their heart and soul ripped out by this Marxist. Now, Andrew Cuomo's not a Marxist. He's a died-in-the-wall leftist, but he is dumb as a doorknob. This is a very stupid man. The other day, he outlawed symbols, which are full of hate, including the Confederate flag. And that's not the only thing, just symbols that are full of hate. And he says, look, this might violate the First Amendment, but I'm going to do it anyway. He didn't get any pushback from the New York Times, didn't get any pushback from the New York Daily News, left-wing newspapers, didn't get any pushback from anybody. He knows what he's doing is unconstitutional. I'm not endorsing any of these symbols. It's beside the point. He knows what he's doing is unconstitutional. But he knows he's got the press in his back pocket. He knows that the civil libertarian groups are frauds. They've been exposed. They're absolutely fake. He knows that the institutions that used to put a check on his power no longer have any ability to stop him. And this is going to be the consequence of this virus. Even after these vaccines, and by the way, the Moderna vaccine was just approved 30 minutes ago. Another ticker tape parade for the President of the United States, as far as I'm concerned, and all the other unsung heroes. But the remnants of this virus will not be health remnants. They're going to be liberty remnants. That is, now that these officials have tasted the blood of tyranny, now that they know they will be cheered on by significant portions of their own population, now that they know that they will be considered righteous and following the science when they exercise this fascistic power, it's going to be very difficult to stop them. And you have four justices on the United States Supreme Court who have no intention of stopping anybody, even when they grossly violate religious liberty under the First Amendment of the Federal Constitution. That's okay by them. Just as they had no problem with violating the Constitution in the states when it came to changes that were made. They're more interested in regulating abortion and uh, citizenship. You know, Supreme Court has its own little issues. But they've now tasted the blood of tyranny. It's like the first kill of a wild animal. Once that kill occurs, they cannot be domesticated. It's just the way it is. They've tasted blood. Well, these left-wing politicians are like wild animals in that sense. They're not only not stopped. They're applauded. They're celebrated by the American media. They're told what they're doing is following the science by Comrade Fauci. They've got friends in the media. Chris Cuomo is the brother, obviously, of Andrew Cuomo. But they're all buddies. They all know each other. They all socialize. They're either in New York or Washington for the most part. So tyranny is spreading. 
Once, as a result of what President Trump has achieved with Operation Warp Speed, this virus is killed, the tyranny in many respects is going to continue. There's very few judges in this country, very few courts in this country that have stood up to it. Now I want you to think about that. Forcing people to wear things. Forcing people to do things. Forcing people not to do things. Forcing people to go broke. Forcing people to lose their jobs. At the worst time of the Spanish flu, almost exactly a century ago, none of this happened. And the equivalent of today's numbers of two and a half million people died. They didn't blame it on the president. Two and a half million people died. But they kept their liberty. They kept their liberty. And here we have a vaccine in less than a year. Now we have two. Now tens of millions of more people are going to be vaccinated. And the man who organized the whole thing is being accused of killing people by his opposition. The man who's called Hitler and a dictator has been insisting that people keep their freedoms, that the churches be open, that the businesses be open, that people be able to live their lives. This is the nature of the left in this country, which is neo-Marxist. The destruction of the language, propaganda and narratives, repetition. They call good evil and evil good. And they celebrate those who are evil. I'll be right back. Lovin. Did you know your family can save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk from Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile? Think about it. What could your family do with an extra $800? You don't even have to sacrifice coverage. Pure Talk has exactly the same coverage, same bars as one of the big carriers, but they charge you half. You definitely don't have to sacrifice customer service. Their team is based right here in the U.S. and are some of the nicest people you'll ever talk to. So don't wait anymore. Get unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data for just 20 bucks a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you for it. No, not even a penny. So go to puretalkusa.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll also save 50% off your first month. Folks, this is the best. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. All right, let's take a call. Let's jump into the into the pool here. Mike, Buffalo, New York, XM Satellite. How are you, sir? Hello. 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 Mike, are you there, sir? All right, I can't do this all night. He disagreed with me. I go right to people who disagree with me, but they got to learn how to use the telephone. That would help, too. Uh, let us continue. Margaret, Pryor, Oklahoma, XM Satellite, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. Yes. I uh, 
have a card where I wrote down the things that I wanted to say. Well, I hope they're short and sweet because we don't have all night, my it friend. It is short and sweet. The all first right. thing I told um, the screener was that I was a uh, stewardess back in the day and flew with Pan Am. So I Are you allowed to say stewardess anymore? I, I think you get a I think you get arrested if you say stewardess. Yeah, I know it, and I could get arrested every five minutes for the way I talk. <laughs> but anyway, um, I used to fly to Hong Kong and Taiwan, so I've paid attention to the news about China for several reasons. But um, I told him that I remember... Hey, no, no, you, don't, you don't need to tell us what you told him. Just tell us. Okay, I re either read a book, maybe Oriana Falachi's interviews, or I saw on television, an interview with the Shah after he had been deposed, mm -hmm. and so this had to be in the 70s sometime, and he said the next world war will be over oil. The United States will be the dog, and the rest of the world will be the fleas. And when I think about that, I look at what's happening today, and I thought, well, and so many of the fleas are right inside the United States. Mm -hmm. So I'm watching everything that's going on, and it's sort of like a puzzle that the pieces just keep fitting together and fitting together, and I'm horrified at the people well, who Well, it's a two-front war, as I say. We have, we're at war. The Democrat Party's a war with America. It's the fifth column. There's no question about it, undermining this great culture and society and governing system, attacking our economic system day in and day out. When's the last time you heard a Democrat endorse capitalism? When's the last time you heard a Democrat talk about individual liberty? Never. They don't talk about that. They say, you know what, you deserve this, and we're going to give you that, and so forth and so on. They're like little Mao tongues roaming around the uh, face of the United States. But this country, China, has destroyed one of the nicest places on the face of the earth, Hong Kong, with barely a squeak from our media. They have now, they're uh, targeting Taiwan. Japan is getting more defensive missiles. Well, Japan needs more than defensive missiles. It needs offensive nuclear warheads. That'll even up things really, really fast, in Mark's opinion. And we removed our nuclear warheads and our nuclear missiles from South Korea because of some damn deal. And they need to go back, too. And if China wants to keep pushing, well, then it's dealing with the wrong country. That's the kind of country I want to live in. And I bet you are a great stewardess. And Pan Am was a great airline, I remember. Right. I flew R&Rs in and out of Vietnam in the late 60s wow, and early 70s. Wow, look at 70s. you. Yeah. I wanted You're to terrific. One more thing. Yeah. I just read... Um, I just read three articles in Strategica about COVID... Which is a very, very good website. Yeah, I got 20 seconds. Excellent. And the thing of it is, is I want to go on record as saying, as soon as I heard about this, I was working at a hospital at the time. Ten seconds. As soon as I heard about this, I knew, I said, the Chinese did it on purpose. And, of course, I've come to believe Well, the Chinese certainly covered it up on purpose, which is just as bad. Thank you, Margaret. We'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. 
More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Liberty's Voice. Mark Levin. Talk with that voice now. 877-381-3811. I want you to listen to something that is historic. That is historic. That one man thought was possible and fought for it. And that the man at his side thought was possible and fought for it. That's the president and the vice president. He's about to get the vaccine today. Here's what he says. Cut 14, go. And now we're in the process of distributing millions of doses of a safe and effective vaccine all across the country. Working closely with our nation's governors, we've already seen the vaccine uh, delivered to healthcare workers and, and seniors across uh, the nation. This week, 2.9 million doses of the Pfizer vaccine have been allocated, and next week, 2 million more doses will be distributed across America. And as you all know, yesterday, the FDA advisory panel recommended approval of the Moderna vaccine. And when it is approved, we expect later today, we'll be in a position to ship 5.9 million doses of vaccines all across the country next week. In fact, under Operation Warp Speed, we are poised to have vaccine for 20 million Americans before the end of December. Did you hear that? Today is December, what is it, 18th? It's December 18th. And in 13 days, 20 million Americans will have been vaccinated. 20 million Americans. Why isn't this being celebrated? Why isn't the president being cheered? This is, this is so incredible to downplay this. It's unbelievable. You've got to understand, guys like Rami, these are, the, these are the munchkins of society. These are the munchkins of society. They don't have a place in history. The only place in history he'll have is, who did Obama beat again? What was his name? They tried to remove this man from office. The body politic. The Democrats and the media and their surrogates. People who've infiltrated our intelligence services and our military services. They tried to remove this man. John Bolton. Mattis. Kelly. So many others. Disgruntled. And because of his leadership, his personality, his experience... 20 million Americans are going to be vaccinated by the end of the next 13 days. We have two vaccines. 
that are at least 95% effective. I know people are going to run around with the video from the nurse in Alaska. I've seen it. I've heard it. It's utterly irresponsible, but that's what they'll do. They won't follow around the millions and millions of people who've been effectively vaccinated and hence immunized. Immunized. This should be front page of every newspaper right at the top in triple-sized font. Look what our nation accomplished. Look what our private sector accomplished working with certain elements of the government. Look what the President of the United States under Operation Warp Speed accomplished with the Vice President of the United States. If this were Franklin Roosevelt, you'd see headlines, you'd see ticker tape parades, you'd see the whole damn thing. 20 million people are going to be vaccinated by the end of December. Within 10 months of this pandemic, we've gone from knowing nothing, being told not to wear masks, don't worry about it, it's the flu, to two vaccines. And all the media can do is the death count even though much of it, or at least some of it, is spurious for a thousand different reasons that are apparent. But that death count is not up there because they care about human beings. They don't sound like they care about human beings. The Democrats don't sound like they care about human beings. That's right, I said it. They're so obsessed with abortion. And then some of their stars believe life should end at 75. Humans are responsible for global warming. Humans are the problem. Human beings are the problem. Oh, they care about life. When people are beaten to death in the streets, when they let criminals out, oh, they care about life. But what has been done here is so spectacular, utterly unparalleled. We did it. America did it. Under the leadership of this president, who was under attack left and right for reasons that are unbelievable and relentlessly. And when he would give updates, these punk reporters... Not medical reporters, not health reporters, but they would send in their political uh, reporters. And they were given a mandate by Jeff Sucker and the others. Undermine the president, embarrass the president, attack the president. And we saw it like no president in history. We saw it day in and day out. In the middle of a pandemic, when the president's trying to explain to the American people what the hell's going on. You're not wearing a mask. You're not wearing a mask. Are you wearing a mask? No, I'm not wearing you wearing a mask? Munchkins. Twenty million people will be vaccinated by the end of the next 13 days. And as I read it, the Moderna vaccine, as I talked about the other day, is easier to transport and easier to store because the, the temperature is not 70 degrees below zero like Pfizer's vaccine and you don't need two shots it needs to be at freezing but you need one shot 
But fine, we've got two of them. That's great. Maybe we'll get a third one. I hear there's a third one on the horizon. No other country did this. We did this. No other leader in the world did this. Our leader in the world did this. And now look at this guy, Biden. Where was he when all this was going on? Politicizing the virus. Politicizing the death rate. Never once did he criticize his governors, who were literally killing people with their policies, just as they're literally destroying people today who can't leave their damn cities fast enough. On the one hand, you are living through a period where a president of the United States has accomplished enormous things, whether it's the Middle East, whether it's the the wall he's building on the border, whether it's building up the United States military, defending the Constitution. He defends the Constitution by his own actions. And look at this. Unbelievable. I honestly don't know of any other president who could have done this because they don't have Trump's personality. They don't have Trump's I don't take no for an answer. He stirs the pot. He rattles cages. And they don't like it. And they don't like it at all. His own party doesn't like it. And yet if it wasn't for him, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be poised next election to take the House. And we certainly wouldn't be as strong as we are in the Senate when you had 23 out of 33 Republicans up for election. He deserves a hell of a lot more praise than he gets. And this, 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 He should get the Nobel Peace Prize over and over and over again in the Middle East, in other parts of the world. But this vaccine, it's unbelievable what's taking place here. Unbelievable. And it didn't just happen. The bureaucracy is inert, very slow. Major corporations, inert, very slow. He knew how to move both. And he wouldn't take no for an answer. I want you to think about that. Really quite a remarkable man. Do I owe you anything, Mr. Producer? And I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Did you know your family can save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk from Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile? Think about it. What could your family do with an extra $800? You don't even have to sacrifice coverage. Pure Talk has exactly the same coverage, same bars as one of the big carriers, but they charge you half. You definitely don't have to sacrifice customer service. Their team is based right here in the U.S. and are some of the nicest people you'll ever talk to. So don't wait anymore. Get unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data for just 20 bucks a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you for it. No, not even a penny. So go to puretalkusa.com and a promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll also save 50% off your first month. Folks, this is the best. 
That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Well, this is the last program of the year for us. I actually feel kind of sad about it. And I want to spend a minute or two talking to you. This has been a lousy year for many of us, maybe not all of us. It's been a lousy year for me. Lost my little buddy. We're duking it out on this election. Of course, this, uh, this pandemic has, has been a disaster for so many people, particularly our little kids and others who go to school. For our fellow citizens who are trying to make a buck. And now we have this vaccine. And should Joe Biden slither into the Oval Office, we're going to have to duke it out. But here's what I want you to know. I will always be here for you and with you. There are tens of millions of us, more than 75 million of us, who love this country. We have an obligation to our children and grandchildren and generations yet born to defend this country. You ask me how, we're going to have to figure this out together. The institutions of the country are crumbling. But that doesn't mean we're going to crumble. And it doesn't mean that we're not going to stand tall. We are. And as long as I have a breath behind this microphone, or on Levin TV, or on my Fox program, we together, we together will stand up to this. They're not going to take us all down, that's for damn sure. I want to thank you for listening to this program through your wonderful affiliates, satellite radio, our podcast, watching us on Blaze TV on my Levin TV program, watching us on Life, Liberty, and Levin on my Fox Sunday program, and my podcast. I want to thank all of you. God bless each and every one of you, and have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas and Hanukkah. America.
the last new Life, Liberty, and Levin will be this Sunday. I hope you'll check it out. Remember this. God, family, country. Those three things. That's what we embrace. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. And I'm going to miss all of you folks. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey. Good night, Zelda. Good night, Gigi. And good night, my Barney. Good night, Dad. Good night, Mom. And good night, Leo. And America! Good night to you. God bless each and every one of you. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. 